as our graduates. I want to say that we're so very proud of you. We commend you for a job well done. But now I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you that you just finished something that you had never done before. You just finished something you'd never done before. And now you're headed somewhere you've never been before. And you're facing things that you've never seen before. Now, I can't see into the future. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no idea what's going to happen down the road for any one of you or myself. But there's something that I know for certain, and uh, that's this. I know that regardless of who you are, regardless of maybe how uh, handicapped that you might feel in some way, and by that I mean that maybe you feel like you haven't had the privilege to be able to do things that other young people have been able to do, and it might be that you can't go to a top-notch college or something like others. It might be that you didn't make straight A's, but whoever you are, I can promise you one thing, that whoever you are, you can be a success. Now, I know that's true because of what the Bible says. And I want you to turn tonight to the book of Joshua, chapter number 1. Joshua, chapter number 1. And I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but just look at a few key verses, beginning in verse number 6. The Lord says to Joshua, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all of the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest uh, observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Now, this is a very simple story, but it's about a very serious subject. Moses is dead, but God isn't. Moses is dead. I mean, this great leader that they've looked up to, the one they've depended upon, the one that has led them out of bondage and through the wilderness is dead and now the torch of leadership is being passed to Joshua I don't know about you but it's easy for me to imagine how he must have felt because he is given a commission here by the Lord and he's called to make a commitment to accept a challenge and to do that he needed courage it takes courage for any of us to face an unknown future and stay on the right path as we move along. Now, this message is not just for the graduates, by the way. This is for me. This is for you. This is for all of us, but it is especially true for the graduates 
when we think about where they are at this stage of their life. Everyone here, you know, we go through these different stages, we're in different situations, and we all face challenges. And if we're going to arise to the, to the occasion, we have to conquer fear. Fear is a horrible enemy. Fear divides our mind. When the Bible talks about, you know, that we're not to worry, for example, uh, that particular word that James uses there about talking about a divided mind is talking about, well, like the mule that starved to death standing between two haystacks because he couldn't decide which one he's going to eat out of. That's what fear does. It paralyzes you and it develops anxiety. It will drain your energy. It'll cause you to dread the future and destroy any chance you have of success. Now, that's why it was so thrilling to listen to what Brother Kenneth had to say about these graduates tonight, because when, when, when you think about their plans, wait a minute, they've been planning. I, you know, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I didn't make any plans. I was just planning to, and hoping to get out of school. If somebody, what are you going to do when you get out of school? Ooh. I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. I just knew I didn't have to go back to school another day. Thank God they're planning and they've got big plans. Wow. We're going to have uh, commercial airline pilots and Marines and so on and so forth. And, uh, and they're working toward that. And thank God for that. And the good news is they can be successful if they overcome those fears of, of trying, the fears of, of getting out there and uh, taking flight, as it were. Three times in this short section, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 9, three times here God tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Three times. He could have said it one time. And, you know, he expected Joshua to get the message, but he said it three times. And it's important that we understand how important this is. Be strong and of good courage. Why? Because of the weakness of the flesh. And for all of the good things that we've had to say tonight about these young people, I want them to remember one thing. Although they made the honor roll and they've excelled in this and that and they're strong and they're young and they're healthy, in your flesh you are weak. We all are. We're all weak in the flesh. That's why we need to be strong and very courageous because in our flesh we are weak. Without Christ we couldn't do anything. We need to be strong and courageous because of the weakness of the flesh and also because of the strength of our foes, our enemies. So I mentioned this morning Satan going about as a roaring lion. And we're in a struggle between the world, the flesh, and the devil. That threefold enemy that is going to resist us, fight us every day of our life. And we can't get away from it. Because of the strength of our enemies... We need to be strong and very courageous. But then there's something else. We need to be strong and courageous because of the pressure from others. 
If you know anything about the story of Moses, you'll know that he repeatedly throughout all of that time, regardless of what he did, regardless of his great success and the demonstration of his love for his people, every time he turned around, somebody was on the doorstep complaining about something. They were never happy. There were those that were trying to control him. He got them out of Egypt. And what did they do? They said, well, oh, we'd be better off back in Egypt. We missed the, the watermelon and the leek and the onion and the garlic. Well, boy, we, we loved all of that stuff. We'd be better off back there. The point is, God knew that there would be those that would try to pressure Joshua into going their way and, you know, doing what they wanted. And let me tell you, throughout your life, you're going to have pressure from other people. Yeah, we call it peer pressure. And there's a lot to be said for that. Everybody's doing it, so, you know, I might as well do it. I don't want to look like the oddball. And so a lot of times young people cave into that. Don't you dare. You, you dare to be a Daniel. Dare to be different. Stand up. You've got as much right to be different as they do to, you know, to live however they please. You, you don't have to follow them. Don't let, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. I, I don't need to tell you that we're either we either overcome or we get overcome one of the two one of the two there's no middle ground there you're either going to overcome or get overcome and i don't need to tell you what happens with most people most people some way in the process of living they get overcome overwhelmed by the world or the flesh or the devil now there's three or four things I want you to notice, and I'll be through. First of all, in the first four verses, we're not going to read that, but if you look back at the first four verses, here's what you see. God pictures the past. He's, he, remember what he's getting ready to do. He's presenting Joshua with this challenge that, look, I'm going to turn this task over to you. You've got some big shoes to fill because of that Moses was the was the leader and now you're going to become the leader and the first thing God does is to picture the past that's more important than you might think because Joshua needed to remember what God had already done God had already proven himself to be trustworthy you know that whenever the children of Israel whenever Whenever they saw Moses with the courage to stand up before Pharaoh and say, let my people go, they knew there was going to be a price to pay. He wasn't going to take that line down. There's going to be a price to pay. When they entered into the wilderness, that was not something that they were actually looking forward to. They knew it was going to be rough going. There's going to be great difficulties. And through all of that, God proved himself to be trustworthy. And in other words, that he was equal to any challenge. Didn't make any difference what it was. God was up to the challenge. And the point is that God wanted him to understand is, Joshua, if there is any failure, it won't be on my part. And I want you to leave here tonight understanding that if you fail, it will not be God's fault. 
That responsibility lies with you. It does all of us so very good to be reminded of what God has done. That's the very thing that fuels our faith. That's why Paul said in Romans 15, 4, the, the things that were written aforetime were written for what? Our learning, our admonition, you know, that, that it might, through patience of the Scriptures, that we might have hope. That's why he said in Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Because when we hear the Word of God, what we hear is what God has done. And that fuels our faith. That enables us to be strong and courageous. And I want you to, as you face the challenge of the future, I want you to picture in your mind the past, the things that God has done, the way He has proven Himself, because there are going to be times you'll face things and wonder to yourself, how in the world am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? This is more than I can stand I'm doomed to fail. No, you're not. You get knocked down, you get back up and right back in the fight and you keep going. The same God that brought you to it will get you through it. Secondly, in verse 5, God, having pictured the past, God promised His presence. Isn't it a wonderful thought where the Lord says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. This is no minor matter, because without God's presence, we're going to fail. And Moses understood that. There's a verse where Moses is being challenged by the Lord to, to serve him and to lead the people Toward the promised land. And Moses said this. He said, except thou goest with me, I won't go. Lord, if you're not going with me, I'm not going to go. I, I refuse. I don't blame him. Because if you don't have God with you, you're destined to fail. When the Lord gave the disciples, actually the church, he gave them what we call the Great Commission there in Matthew chapter 28. And we look at the instructions that he gave. And, and for all that could be said about it, maybe the most wonderful part is the inspiration for the Great Commission. And we find that in these words where he said, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. With that kind of assurance, we ought to have the courage to march off into any kind of a battle and to accept any kind of challenge God has for us. Now look at verse number, verse number 6, because in this verse, God pronounces His purpose. In other words, God's making it very clear what He intends to do, what this is all about. He says, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. In other words, God's saying, I'm determined that I'm going to finish what I started, and that is giving them their inheritance. Now, God's goal for you is different than that. There are none of us living in the wilderness, at least not that wilderness. None of us are headed for the promised land. and None of us have a, a promise from God that we have a, 
an, an inheritance in the geographical sense. But isn't it great to know that God does have a plan for each and every one of us? There's nobody here tonight that, that is without purpose. God has a purpose for us, and that is to glorify Him. We do that through obedience to His Word. That's why I keep saying that success, in the beginning, I said every person, every Christian can be a success, and it's not God's fault if you're not. Success is this, discovering the will of God and doing it. You can be a greeter at Walmart and be a success. You can be the president of a bank and be a success. It doesn't make any difference what your status in life is. You can be a success if you discover the will of God and do it. I heard a great testimony this morning. It was so wonderful. I won't even mention any names or I'm not going into detail. But whenever one of our ladies, when they were leaving this morning and they said they'd been praying about what God wanted them to do, because they had a heart to serve and wondered, Lord, you know, what, what, what can I do? How can I serve? And I was so thrilled when she said, God showed me what it is. Now I know what my purpose is and told me what it was. And it's great. It's great. Absolutely. Exactly what is needed. And that is God's purpose for her. And all of us have a purpose. I'm so glad that that Mike Mills discovered finally in his young life that, hey, God has a purpose, and his purpose for me is to, you know, to be, serve him in this direction. And uh, thank God for all of those that have realized that God has a purpose. Life is worth living. Now look at verse 7 and 8. Lastly, God provides a plan. God provides a plan. He said in verse number, verse number 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all of the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it. This is so important, and I don't have time, and I'm not going to deal with it tonight. But notice he says, Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left. In other words, don't get in the ditch on that side of the road, nor in the ditch on the other side of the road. You stay on the straight and the narrow, the road of truth, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then. You ought to underline that word then. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. It's obvious from this that everything depended, everything related to being successful depended on their attitude toward the Word of God. Now think about this. At that time, all they had were the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. That's all they had then. Let that sink in because a lot of times we get the idea that, well, that's over in the Old Testament, you know. That's not going to be of any great benefit to me. Let me tell you, if that's all you had... That would be enough to make you a success. 
Have you ever thought about the, just that little small section of the Old Testament having that much power and significance in your life? And to think that we have all 66 books of the Bible. And 27 of those are the New Testament, something of which they knew nothing about except by way of prophecy. And we have all of the mysteries all revealed for us in this new covenant, the New Testament that God made. Oh, we don't have any excuse to fail whatsoever. We have this priceless treasure in our hands, the Word of God. And it's by, notice he said that you might, we're to learn it, right? Meditate in it day and night. Don't just carry it to church on Sunday and open it whenever you go to Sunday school. Meditate in this book day and night. And he said that you may learn to observe to do. In other words, it's not just a matter of becoming knowledgeable of the Bible. Our Awana program over the years has just done a great job at training young people as they memorize sections of the Scripture. Thank God for that. But we've got to get beyond that. Just knowing what the Bible says, we've got to get down to actually doing what the Bible commands. That's where success is. I wish I had time to read Psalms 19. I wish I had time to read Psalms 119, the longest chapter in all of the Bible. But I'll tell you, there's just no way that I know that I could ever say too much about the Word of God and how important it is. But I want to read this one verse before I close. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then He moves on showing step by step by step the path that we can follow that's prescribed in God's Word and how we can be successful. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. All all thy ways acknowledge the Lord and He shall direct thy steps. Every step, every way along the path of life. And, And... that Bible that you, the church presented you a few minutes ago, that is the answer. It has everything you need to make you the success, hopefully, that you want to be. Just get in it and learn it and follow it. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. And I so wish in some ways, you know, that we could have had our regular banquet. But I'll tell you one thing. This year, this year is unique. And this this is something these graduates will never forget, that I, I didn't get to have a regular graduation. But hopefully, hopefully you'll remember this night and the love of this church. And, 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 and know this, that we're going to be praying for you. I promise we as a church are going to be praying for you. So when you're off in college or off in the military or wherever you might be, 
please understand this church is going to keep praying for you. And by the way, if somebody wants a really great ministry, keep in touch with these young people. Write them letters, send them cards, emails, whatever. Let them know they're not forgotten. Amen. All right, let's all stand tonight, and I think we're just going to be dismissed by prayer. Corey, would uh, uh, Gerard, would you lead us in prayer tonight? Father in heaven, we come to you with thankful hearts, thankful for these young people, Lord, who are going off in different directions in the world, Lord. But God, I pray that you would you would keep them in, in sound doctrine, Lord, and keep them in your truth. I pray, dear God, that you would guide every step, dear Lord, by the, by the light of your word. Mm-hmm. And, and Father, I pray, dear God, that you would make them the success that you would have them to be. Maybe not what we would want or what they would want, but what you would have them to be.